right, uh, guys. First of all, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. I'm uh, so happy to see your faces and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is fantastic. Um, I guess I want to start from Amy's perspective. If as I was I was watching the great job that they did on channel 13 of the story, and you had gotten to a point where dialysis was no longer an, an option, correct? That's right. So were you, I mean, basically you had you didn't have very long to live at that point. That's right. Did they, did they tell you how much time you had? The nephrologist told me that without dialysis, I had about four or five months. At that yeah. point, had you talked to the folks at Channel 13? Not at that point, no. So how did that happen? Did did you approach them? Did you know somebody? Yeah. How, did, how did it all come about? My doctor said, you better get back on Facebook because I had deleted my Facebook. And he's like, you better get back on there and you got to find it. You got to find a living donor. And I tried that. I didn't get much. So I thought, OK, I got to do something bigger. And so I literally thought I'm going to call WZZM. And I don't know why it just came. I don't even watch that channel, really. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to call them. You do now. And you watch it now. I, I watch it 24 seven now. I mean, it's all yeah. it's always. <laughs> But um, I called them. I left a message, a real short message, just telling, like, I'm Amy McKay, and I've got this problem, and can you help me share my story? And literally, the next day at 8 a.m., uh, she calls me, and she says, Amy, we're interested in your story. We'll be there in one hour. And it was on okay. a Friday, and I was like, okay. And literally, showed up in an hour. So I had, you know, I was just like, I had no time to prep. I had no time to think about it. And I was just like, I'm just going to speak through the heart and say what the situation is. And I couldn't believe how fast she got it together. And it showed on the five o'clock news that night. And then they played it again on Sunday. So from the period where you were told uh, you've got four months to live to till the broadcast that showed that story, how much time? Days, couple days? I would say a week. Okay. So this happens very fast. This is the first little victory you've gotten in a That's long right. time at that point. That's right. Okay. Unbeknownst to you, the other member of this team, uh, Scott Panawazic, is that <laughs> is that is in his world. He sees this story. Scott, mm -hmm. can you take me through how you absorbed this? Well, I was um, in the process of uh, liver donation to somebody else before the story. I even seen it. And oh, they, I didn't know that. The, uh, the woman called me pretty much, I think, the day before I seen Amy's story and told me that, unfortunately, some woman had passed and her husband was at the hospital and requested that her organs go to this lady's husband or this lady's father. So she called me and said, hey, we don't need anybody because obviously an unfortunate incident brought life to him. So next morning, Amy's story, I'm up first thing in the morning on the couch, scrolling through Facebook. I seen her story and we hit the ball running right after that. Monday morning, I called the number that was posted and we've been going ever since. Was that number with the transplant team or did that go to Amy? <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately for her, they posted her number online. So it went directly to her. <laughs> they did. They posted my cell phone number hey. on that's I, I imagine you had uh, plenty of uh, resources to direct Scott into the right spot. So when the phone rang, did you actually pick it up, Amy? Actually, my friend was here and she was 
screening my calls because I was getting flooded with calls. Oh. So my friend had and she had talked to Scott and then I don't know where I was outside with the dog or something. And when I came back in, she's like, I got your guy. I got your guy. She's like, this is the one. Wow. And I, what? And then she gave me his number and I called him right back and talked to him. What? Um, I, I, I guess I neglected what, um, time of the year was this? What year was it? And what month? February. I seen it started February of 20, 23, 23, 23, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last February. Okay. So that kicks into, okay. Now you've, now you've connected, um, Scott be, then I'm assuming begins a process of talking to the, uh, you know, the, the people who are in charge of yep. your health. Now, so Scott, take me through that. I mean, then you have a a litany of things that you have to do to see if if you are the guy. I actually, when I started the process with the kid or the liver, I actually just ordered a blood test off of Amazon for 10 bucks because I didn't know my blood type at that time. And unfortunately, your doctors won't just do that. It's not something that's provided through insurance or anything. So a $10 test is what it took. And I knew right off the gate, I had already matched your blood type from the article and from my blood test that I already took at home. And we started going through, I had to go to the doctor's office and they actually took a regular draw from them and tested it and we were a match. And then I continued through the process and I kind of informed her as we went along a little bit at a time, you know, not trying to get the hopes up too much, Yeah. but yeah, then, I mean, you've been through it. So we've started all the blood work, right? Right. Multiple amounts of blood work, a lot of blood, a lot of blood comes yeah. out of you now. Now, Amy, a lot of times in what I've, in the people I've spoken to, including the guy, <laughs> my, my guy is they have like, um, moments where they start to like, maybe they, they have some good feelings and then they crash and they have bad days where they think it's just not going to work. Did you experience that at all? Of course. I mean, I, I was so hopeful that it was going to work, but you never know. And there were a couple other people that were also getting tested and not until almost the end, one of the other person said, they don't need me anymore. And I thought, what? And I was kind of concerned about that, but not until Scott told me that they asked him to pick a date for surgery, was I having a weight lifted and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is really going to happen. Because I didn't want to get my hopes up because I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure at any time he could back out or any time he could say, I don't want to do this. So I tried to, you know, just stay like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but hopefully it will. So there were many times where I felt like, don't get your hopes up. Being that uh, you have a short window, you you literally don't have much time. Um, That's right. Were they concerned about this not happening quick enough or did they fast track anything to make, to get, to, to make this happen? They made sure that they checked my blood work every week and I had more doctor's visits with the nephrologist. And as long as that number was stable, which my EGFR was an eight, which it's supposed to be 100. So that's how bad I was. It was at an eight. And they said, as long as it doesn't drop, you should, you should be okay. But they were so excited when I finally told them that someone was getting tested for me and I'm possibly getting a living donor. And they were like, you're probably going to be able to do it. Because yeah. at that point, sleeping all the time, I just didn't feel good. I couldn't go up the stairs. I right, couldn't do right. anything. My God. Um, Scott, so, yeah. on your end, you've, um, 
how much time from when you saw the video on channel 13 to actual day of how many, how much time are we, are we talking? Uh, about? I think it was February 7th. I think is when it was first talked to her somewhere around there. And then I donated July 10th. So about five months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, as you were, as you went through this, you and I spoke a few times. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, you, you seemed when I was talking to you, like someone who's pretty even keel. So I, I you know, and that's one of the things that they look for is someone who, because yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot to kind yeah, of wrap your mind around. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the eight-hour day at the hospital, I mean, you meet with financial people, you meet with religious people, you meet with psychologists, all the, you know, they want to make sure that you're yeah. you're the person to do it. So, and then, you know, I kind of got a good scolding when I got there because they I hadn't quit smoking at that point. Oh, yeah, they will beat your ass. They'll, they'll, yeah, actually, they'll, they'll actually pull the plug on it. Yeah, right? the doctor, the doctor that was in there that I met with, it uh, was whoever was supposed to do the surgery told me that I should not be sitting in that chair across from him at that point because I was still smoking. So he left the room. This was in March 22nd when I went for the eight hour testing with them. He told me at that point he was going to make me wait six months before I could give it to her. I had to quit smoking. It was going to be six months. And then he left the room and came back and he told me, I'll tell you, what, if you stop, I'll go three months to the day. So I walked out there and I threw him in the trash right then. And I haven't touched him since. Wow. Was it a, a thing where like he asked you or did he find out through blood work that you, that no, he asked me and I wasn't going to lie at this point. I mean, I'm at, we're at, we're at the, we're at the last point. So I'm not going to yeah. lie about it. The last thing I want to do is get there to the hospital. And because I have nicotine in me, God forbid they not be able to do this and, you know, her, have her hooked up in the other room or whatever. Plus, I mean, it was a great thing for me to quit anyway. I smoked for too long as it was. And, it's a disgusting habit. They have there you go. They have, they have the there's I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Projectdonor.org is the organization. They provided all the links, websites, and nicotine supplements, gum, lozenges, patches, anything I needed from now, from the minute I walked out of that doctor's office for a whole nother year after surgery. They'll provide me with all that stuff. They also do it for weight loss. So if you're at the point where you're I've ah. seen stories where the BMI is just a little too high. They will provide you a coach, a life coach, uh, apps to lose weight, keep track of everything and everything. So that helped out amazingly. Wow. Pro Projectdonor.org, you said. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll include that in the notes of this for people. Yeah, they, they were, they were awesome. They, they sent me a gift on the, uh, the day I got home from the hospital. I had a uh -huh. hundred, hundred and some dollar edible arrangement sitting at the doorstep from them. Uh, okay. So uh, how was, okay. So in your world, Amy, you've got, uh, family and friends who are like, okay, this might be it. Can you take me through what, what they were feeling as, as, as the days pass by that you're getting close to this happening? They were also super hopeful that, you know, we were going to find that he was a match and, you know, trying not to get their hopes up too. My mom was really concerned and she was like, you know, is this really going to happen? You know, try not to get your hopes up too high. And, my friends were just like, this would be such a godsend if it works. And, you know, what a great guy that he's getting tested for you, that he's a stranger. And uh, Scott kept texting me and giving me the green light. Like, it's a green light. It's a green light. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And I thought this, this might happen. And so I just was telling everyone, I think it's going to go. I think, I think it's going to happen. And the so day, everybody. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead and finish your thought. I, I interrupted. Everybody was so grateful to, you know, know, not even know this man who is so willing to 
donate a kidney and what are the odds that he is like a perfect match and he lives in Michigan. I mean, it just, my mind when I think Uh, about it, Scott, um, yes. Was the anxiety real high? Was it just a little bit? Did you, did you, was it pretty much everything kind of fell into place nicely? Yeah, everything. It was amazingly smooth. Every, I had one little hiccup. Well, actually two. There was one time the lady put the blood work in the wrong color vials and they sent it off. So I had to go back for it. So that wasn't a big deal. But I did fail the protein test the <laughs> first time. And this is like the last step through the process. You do a 24-hour urine test to check how your kidneys filter your protein through your body. And I failed it miserably when they called me on Monday. I seen the numbers on my phone before they even got in touch with me. And the lady was telling at the transplant place was saying, you know, hey, you've seen the numbers. Obviously, this is your that's it. And I'm like, are you serious? This is the last step. And she says, well, you can take it over because about 90 percent of the people fail the first time anyways. I'm like, well, you probably could have led with that. Yeah, that's so well, it didn't help. I went to my cousin's barbecue the week, the Saturday before I took the test and ate about two pounds of brisket. So that's what <laughs> that's what screwed up my protein levels. But I took it the next day and everything was perfect. So it was actually amazing how smooth everything went from start to the day we were in the hospital of, I mean, blood work matching and the mixing and everything. And just, you know, I, I see too many stories where it's just one little hiccup and the whole thing can just kill everything. And, you know, oh, yeah. so it's, it's amazing. It did. The fact that the brisket nearly derailed the whole thing my god didn't didn't even dawn on me at all holy crap um okay so it's surgery day yes Uh, now did you you guys haven't seen each other face to face no at this point you're in the same hospital yes yes and even though you're probably relatively close like we're on the floor literally like i think four rooms away from each other Yes. <laughs> as they as they're putting you on, had you ever been under before, Scott, for any type of medical procedure? Yes, I've had, I've had surgery on my thumb and I had hip surgery before, so I've been okay. under. It wasn't all, it wasn't new to me. So the the uh, guy who's putting you under, he explains what's happening, and then you feel loopy, and then the next thing you know, you're waking up, right? Yes, sir. That's um, a done deal. Take take me through the feelings, um, because sometimes recovery is rough when you. <laughs> yeah. Can you? What? How did it go for you? Um, it, it wasn't too bad when I first got home. Um, I was went in on a Monday and they let me stay an extra day just because I had three kids at home. So the doctor was just like, screw it, hang out here for another day. Yeah. You might as well just get the rest. So I actually came home on a Thursday. I was all right. Friday. I wasn't bad. I think it was that Saturday. I had tried to get off the medication and eat a little bit too much. And I woke up the next morning and I was ready to have the ambulance come and take me back. Oh, the no. Yeah. And I was crying to my wife of why, why in the hell did I do this to myself? I don't even know this person. I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I put myself through yeah. all this pain? And I, I took some meds and, you know, some other stuff and I passed out and I, I was, I was fine after that. So well, it was one yeah. rough day. It, it, that, that pain will do that. It'll make you, oh, yeah. oh no, this is terrible. Uh, now, yeah. Now, but you you pulled through, and then off you go, and then you're happy as can be, and so happy that you've done it. Uh, Amy, from on your from your standpoint, you wake up, and doctors are are very very impressed with the ability of Scott's kidney to assimilate to you. Isn't that right? That's right. They were shocked. 
they said that they'd really never seen that before, how it started working immediately. And my numbers, I mean, they, they checked my blood work before I went in for surgery. And once I was out of surgery, my blood work was like 100%. And they said that usually it takes, you know, four or five days. Sometimes people have to go on dialysis. They warned me of all of this, you know, you it might not take. And, you know, you, just so you know, you might have to go back on dialysis. And I'm like, oh, boy, you know. And then they were like, nope, everything's like working tenfold they were just they were just so amazed um and pretty much after the recovery process ended it was was it just business as usual you just got back to living yes well yes but there is um side effects to the medication because i have to take those anti-rejection meds right so i've had some you know low blood pressure high blood sugar issues so i can't like i'm still not back to work but um Overall, I feel great though. Wow! So it took a little time. I mean, it's been it's been what four months. Yep, yep. It's gonna so, it, it is gonna take a little time to get. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, that's a major surgery, so it's gonna take a little time. But I, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm just so so grateful and feel so much better than I did before I went into surgery. So uh, that obviously saved your life, and yeah. the not only just to hear this story and you know, kind of hear it from beginning to end from you guys who experienced it and, and how this all came to be. That's a wonderful story. Um, but it's also super important to remind uh, people that, um, you know, for when you hear something like what Scott heard and he he said, you know what? Hey, that's me. This is so important for people to, uh, you know, maybe get a little bit uncomfortable, act outside the box and uh, and do something like this. Scott, can you tell them how this I mean, how I mean, I don't want to say it's easy to do it, but no, it's it's not. But it uh, it's hard to say it like like you said, because you've done it, you know, it, it almost it is easy to do it because it doesn't it's some pokes and prods for a couple weeks. You can save somebody's life. You've got two of them. You can function perfectly fine. I did the research I read articles i watched videos all kinds of stuff beforehand i made sure i knew what i was getting into ahead of time you can live perfectly normal with one functioning kidney it'll pick up the pace of whatever the other one's not there for you with and yeah a couple days of recovery to have someone hug you and say you saved their life there's no other feeling besides having children in this world that you're ever going to get that feeling from so i mean it's not I, i never even knew before this that you could even donate while you were alive to be honest with you and i never had it on my license or anything so for this, I, it, it's life changing and I would do it in a heartbeat all over again. No problem. That wow. is uh, that is absolutely fantastic to hear. Have, have have your families kind of met over time, like your uh, significant Her, others and families? Yeah, yeah, my wife was obviously at the hospital with us and my son. And then they were at the couple of them were at the gift of life celebration at John Ball. So she met my oldest and my youngest. And then her parents have been over to the house. They brought over a gift basket shortly after the surgery. I've been over back over to her house when we did the interview and everything. So she's a part of the family now. Right. My God. That, what was that? What was that like um, when you because like like you indicated, you guys didn't actually come face to face until well after the surgery. Right. Yeah. I was the day I was getting discharged is when we met. She was okay. still hooked up to the All IV right. and everything. So that was that was a couple of days after the actual surgery. Yep. What, was that was it weird? Was it because some people I mean, it's still a new person that you're meeting or did you just because you had spoken on the phone? Yes. 
Yes. We, yeah, texted and spoke a couple times and everything. So, I mean, we knew each other through just the messaging. And, you know, we give a little bit more details once it got closer and closer. And I knew it was going to divulge a little more. Because, again, like I said, I don't want to get too far or too high of hopes of things. And I'm not going to put out all my personal business before I know if we're going anywhere with this. But yeah, as soon as I seen her came down to that hug, it was like an instant connection. I just, it was, it was meant to be, it was meant to happen. Yes, for sure. My God. And, um, you know, you, as we talk about this, there might be someone who, um, it might, it might strike them in a particular way that, Hey, maybe, maybe, uh, don't, don't dismiss that. You know how oftentimes we hear little things or maybe like there's something in our brain that's our our little spider sense is going off about particular things. Thank God Scott listened um, when that when that he heard that call so that I, I can't stress enough to uh, don't dismiss that voice that you may hear in your head. And you can chalk that up to religion. I did. Um and I don't know. I mean, it's to each person. It's different. Who knows? But at the end of the day, that decision you make, you can have an Amy on the receiving end of it. So, right. It exactly. It's pretty um, amazing. What about the folks from Channel 13? I know they did a follow up story and they have I mean, they they are very instrumental in this. Had they not answered that call, um, they this this wouldn't be, you know. That's right. I mean, I I can't say thank you enough to WZZM for picking up the story and getting on it so quickly, showing it twice in a weekend. I mean, that that got a lot of publicity out there and it truly was instrumental in Scott seeing the story and saving my life. So it's it's just incredible. So awesome. Yeah, because I, I would never have searched it out. I would never have gone on. A, right? I, I didn't even know there's an organ donor registry that you could go on when you're alive like that so i would never have done that had i not seen the other person's story beforehand and i you know and that was just a liver this one was a kidney and i started reading and i'm like hey you can do this you can be perfectly fine and why not that's my thing it's like why not why if i've got two all she needs is one of them to go through it so do you um are you are you different now scott sometimes people after they they go through this they they, they maybe see the world a little differently have you picked up on any of that that just maybe that there's a lot more people are going through than you can actually realize, you know, cause nobody knows looking at any of us three walking down the street that either one of us have had a surgery or had that situation going on or lived through this or anything like that. So I just try to be more open to yeah. everything out there now. Okay. You guys are fantastic. I'm so glad we connected. I'm glad we connected at the zoo at gift of yeah. life at that uh, okay. gift of life event. That was, that was awesome. I mean, it all it worked was. out because I happened to be speaking at the time and there you guys were, I was like, Oh my God. So got to introduce yeah. you to the people. So yeah, right? and it was, it was, it was crazy to see that you you posted your story back in February when I seen that as anybody ever woke up with that crazy notion just to donate an organ to somebody. I'm like, what in the hell are the chances that you would put this on there? And I would happen to just see it that morning and reach out to you. And I'm like, how, you know, it's just, there's so many things that all just worked out this way. So wait a minute. I had, I had posted something at about the same time that you had seen. I was, I was actually up North in Leland when I seen it back in February, right around, right. when I first started this process, you posted a uh, question on Facebook that said, Hey, has anyone ever woke up and just decided to donate an organ or something along those lines? You had a picture of you you and the person that your recipient, a split screenshot of it or whatever. And it said, reach out to you. And I reached out to you like 
that day or the next day through Facebook and the rest is history. And that was all when this was starting. That's incredible. Oh my yeah, God. That was, that was like the, that was right after I just actually had talked to her and started the process. So for so it to cool. go from there to where we're sitting now is just amazing. Right. All right. Well, continued, um, you know, uh, health as you continue to, uh, improve Amy, uh, yes, thank you. and, and best to your families and best to you. I, it's just a wonderful story. I'm so thankful that this happened. Yes, me too. Okay, Thank guys. You. Well, yeah, let's stay let's stay friends and we'll we'll connect again down the road, I'm sure. So thanks for taking the time and I appreciate you guys so much for being here. Yeah, All for right, sure. All right, best of luck. Talk to you.